Welcome to Nine Bob Note with Paul Isles Rush and Ken Moss. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Nine Bob Note with me, Paul, and me, Ken. Now, Ken, this week we have a very special episode. There's only one thing we can talk about this week. Yes, we're obviously all in the middle of a nice four-day weekend, thanks to our glorious majesty, Queen Elizabeth II. Yes, thank you, Mum. Celebrating 70 years on the throne. 70 years? You're the uh, history buff amongst us, so you'll correct me if I'm wrong, but she is the longest-serving monarch in the UK history, isn't she? Yeah, she's uh, beaten QV's reign. Uh, Queen Victoria was 63 years. Oh, she smashed it. Oh, smashed it way, way now. And uh, she's showing no signs of giving up. I mean, she took a beating from the vid Mm, earlier this year. Yes. And... uh, Understandably, she had a little bit of time off. Um, she was seen walking with a stick, which was, a, I, must have, I must admit, um, there were warning flags there. I thought, oh God, husband's just died, just had COVID, might finish her off this. But no, back on her feet. And uh, <laughs> she's two years off being the longest reigning monarch, verified. Because mm. there was uh, there was somebody oh about a hundred years ago I think in Thailand yeah they're usually was, in Thailand uh, and it was uh, supposed to have been on the throne for I think it was eighty two years <laughs> nobody's verified this it seems very <laughs> yeah. very dubious that uh, and you know there's talks of a uh, I think somebody in Tibet that was supposed to be one hundred and sixty years um, yes maybe maybe not. So, but actual verifiable reign, I think in June 2024, she'll be, she'll the, be longest. the longest ever, she'll be anywhere in the world. Because there's a, there, on Wikipedia, there's the list of longest serving monarchs, and she's just ploughing away up the <laughs> rankings. I think within the past month, she's skipped up two places. She's, I think she's now in second place. There's only Louis the Fourteenth that uh, has, has been on the throne longer, at wow. 72 years. I really hope that she she gets there. It would be really nice because she's just outlived the hell out of everybody. (laughs) But it would be really nice of all the service that she's given to the country, um, a job that she didn't want in the first place. Mm. And I am in awe of the woman. Whatever your feelings are on the royal family, and there's there's a lot of it. It will come out. It's Twitter for fuck's sake. There'll be <laughs> people on there, you know. Oh, ninety six years old. Why didn't she just die, the old bitch? You know. Oh god, parasite, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And as a monarch, we're both royalists. Yes. And this perception is that uh, you know bowing and scraping and doffing your hat to somebody superior. I don't view it as that. I see it as. She is, or the royal family is, the personification of well over a thousand years of our history. That's what they represent. It's not that we're you're superior to us, my your mom. It's, it's they represent a, an establishment and a history that stretches back over a millennium. We should be proud of this. We should be embracing that the fact that our history it is revered around the world. Whether the anti-monarchists or the republicans want to deny it or not, around the world, our royal family is a source of great interest. And indeed, whenever there's a royal event, for good or bad, I'm afraid to say, it is uh, noticed around the world. But when there's, whenever there's a royal wedding around the world, it's a big deal. Yeah. I mean, we're never going to get a, a, out of us two, a debate on whether the monarchy should should continue because, uh, well, because it should. <laughs> Anyone who says it is wrong. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that regardless of what you think of the royal family, as you said, she wasn't supposed to be the queen. Mm. Uh, it was because her uncle Edward 
had a bit of a, a dalliance and went off with the mistress and it fell to her dad who who also he he, he didn't really want to do it no, no he didn't and he, and he didn't last very long did he, he was quite, well, George the quite sixth it was it was um 16 years George the sixth yeah but he 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 wasn't very old when he died was he like, no, I don't think he was. Uh, not well, not in modern terms. No. no. Yeah, possibly at the time. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> but I'm sixteen years doing a job that you don't want to do. Christ mm. Almighty, I've, I've quit jobs for sixteen days. <laughs> and and also bearing in mind that that was during the Second World War as well. Yeah, which, uh, wasn't a particularly pleasant time for a lot of people. Um, yes, yeah, so she had it thrust upon her when she was born into a a life as. A, essentially a secondary royal wasn't she you know where she would be a princess she could marry who she wanted she married prince philip because she loved him yes. not because it was a political move and they could just essentially live this life of doing whatever they wanted um, and i know she's she has always wanted to be a, a role model so she served in the armed forces mm. during the war <clears throat> during the second world war and then by that time of course it was inevitable that she would become the queen at some point and she did and she's been with us through probably the most profound change that any monarch has reigned through. I mean, if you think about just everything that has changed, I mean, not just in terms of the world and politics and things, but computers, TVs, streaming, you know. <laughs> the uh, communications is the thing, really. It's uh, communications and attitudes, and I will level this at TV and radio. They all came in, I mean, they were about, the TV and radio started being a, a sort of proper thing in the 1920s, very early 1920s. Mm. Radio had been about, I mean, it was nothing like the radio we have today. Yeah. It was a, a couple of hours a day, and, and not everybody had a set. Television think sort of the uh, late 1930s, I think. Mm. And, you know, so you, you're looking at a very, that progression, that coming in, and suddenly you you open up the accessibility. Yeah. The Queen's coronation was one of the first big televised events. Well, uh, they actually wanted to, um, there was somebody, I think they were a, a German filmmaker, a French, a French filmmaker, I think, wanted to do the coronation of... Edward the Seventh, I think. Really? I think, and set up in the Abbey, and then they heard how loud the movie cameras were, <laughs> and so uh, the, that was completely vetoed. So they almost filmed Edward the Seventh's coronation wow. in nineteen ten, nineteen ten, nineteen oh one, I think it was. But yeah, so as times went on, the decades have worn on. They've become more and more in the spotlight in a way that they never were before. They were all bread and circuses, way many, many tiers removed. The occasional article in the newspapers mm. of what the royals were up to. Now they're on a, they're accessible on a day to day basis. Yes. Royal families on Twitter and Facebook. Mm. So yeah, there, there's been a, a huge seismic shift in socialization. I think you, you're right there. It's been more than any other monarchs had to go through. She's seen, I think it's something like seventeen prime ministers it is a lot <laughs> she's been through just again outliving the hell out of everybody yeah, yeah. let's hope she outlives this one <laughs> <laughs> again cutting across this i have i still don't have any political leanings one way or another <laughs> but i look at the mud that they're slinging at boris and they're still going on about these damn parties and you think oh how much are you going to wring out of this i could understand if they were going after we don't like the policies that this government's introducing or the, the policies they're not introducing or they should be focusing on this but every damn day all it is is he had a glass of wine you know 
at a party. Well, we didn't. We weren't supposed to. And, right, brilliant. We've had this argument. Can we move on? Because the more, the more they have this argument, the less people care. I mean, you know and I know that plenty of people did not adhere to the rules. Can we move past this pissing party and start focusing on their not passing policy on this, that and the other, rather than a sodding glass of gin? Yes, yeah. We're, we're not going to tarnish Her Majesty's special mm-hmm. episode. But yeah, yeah, it is It is true. There are more important things. And that's the thing. He and all his cronies should be held to account but the, nothing's going to happen. They've been fine. Yes. He's made some mealy-mouthed apology that wasn't an apology. It was a, a, I'm sorry if anybody <laughs> was upset by anything that I did. But while we focus on that, then he's getting away with not doing any actual work in running the country. This is so, what yeah. annoys yeah. me about political life, yes. Dragging us back to the yes. Queen. Yes, yes. Sorry, yes. The street parties up and down the country. Mm-hmm. There's um there's at least four going on in Richardson where I live. I'm sure that uh, we, we had we had, we had one yesterday. Yes. yesterday yes. Yes. We're very hungover from it. <laughs> yes, it's all good. We've, you and I have had a couple of days on the sauce. I'm surprised we're still here, to be honest. So yeah, we're making the most of the bank holiday weekend. And uh, and there's there is talk of making it a permanent thing. Um, well, we are, we're lagging behind in the European stakes. Europe gets 10 bank holidays. We only get eight. So uh, I know they wanted to, there was, uh, there's been talk for years of making St. George as a bank holiday, which is a nice idea, but it means you've got about 10 bank holidays in a, a two month period. Yeah, it'd be, spread them out a bit. Yeah, it'd be a step too far, that I think. Uh, but the Queen's Jubilee, I mean, if you could extend the, the May Day bank holiday into a four day mm. weekend every year. On a, on a purely economic level, think of how much good that would do the country. Because the first thing people do on a bank holiday is go out and spend all the money they don't have. Yeah, <laughs> it is, yeah it's very, very true. And one of the things about doing that is, you know, when we have our bank holidays and other countries, when they have public holidays, they have them for a reason. And then for us, a lot of the time, like... May Day bank holiday. Well, what's that? Why do you have it? Well, just because it's the first Monday. Maybe just wanted a day off. There's, there's no real. It's not celebrating anything. And I know that there's traditions around May Day, but you know, August bank holiday. Oh well, that's what's that celebrating? No, it's just end of August. <laughs> you know, this one we if we called it Elizabeth Day, yeah, or you know, the, like or that, Jubilee yeah. Day or something, mm. then what are you celebrating? Well, we're celebrating the the Queen's Jubilee. Yeah, so. It would be quite nice. And another another day off. Another day oh. off. I'm never, ever going to complain about having a, <laughs> a day off. Uh, I've never really done the, the bank holiday thing. This is the first year, really, I've done mm. bank holidays. And I'm loving them. <laughs> I've been missing out for 44 years. I've been missing out on bank holidays, and they're marvellous. Yeah. Absolutely marvellous. But in ter- again, in terms of the good that the Queen has done, there will be the argument, and I'm, I'm deliberately staying away from Twitter because I know it'll just it'll piss me off. Mm. It seemed to be fair game to attack in public and say the vilest things about a 96 year old woman yeah. and her family and ah oh, pedo son and Charles is a, a, a whatever etc cetera, etc. Cetera. This is our future king. He's the head of state for God's sake. He's going to be the head of state one day. He will be about 96 himself <laughs> by the time yeah. she finally dies. <laughs> He'll have it for three days and then die. It'll be um, William's turn. 
But Charles has said that he, when it becomes his term, he wants to slim down the monarchy. Mm. It'll just be the core six, really, or the, the, the heir apparent and their family and the offspring of the, of the monarch. But since Harry has divorced himself from the monarchy whilst staying in the monarchy, is clinging on with every <laughs> royal fingertip that he, he... I'm not a Harryist, I'm afraid. I'm not on Team Harry and Megs. I think that if you leave a job, you don't still get the staff discounts. <laughs> But it's a, a very, it's a modern approach. So the, the, mm. the people have got this idea that the, the royal family just goes on and on and on. They all live in stately homes. It's all paid for by the taxpayer. It's not. No. There is a, there's a hierarchy now. It's only the, the senior royals that get anything. Like anything, yeah. 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 And even then they, they have to, so the queens, they've got to, they've all had jobs. They've not just, and that's been to, to earn a crust. It's not just been because they fancy a job. Yeah, I would, I would see what it's like to be a normal Yeah. Uh, You're a plumber. What on earth is that? <laughs> One of my favourite Eddie Izzard quotes. <laughs> but the mon- I do genuinely believe the monarchy is, as a structure, as a, an institution, the, or the fabric of our history together. You mm. do away with the monarchy, all of a sudden, all the royal residences become just pieces of furniture mm-hmm. which are there to be sold off as I mean it's the crown estate which vast chunks of the crown estate they would pass to the government I think and the first thing that you would do is monetize those because you've yeah. got great chunk the crown estate is the biggest estate in, in the whole of certainly the, uh, England and the UK after that it's the Church of England <laughs> And then the Catholic Church, the vast swathes of property and, and all acquired hundreds of years ago in, in quite unsanitary <laughs> terms, really. But it's there and it's, it's part of the fabric of history. Now, do away with that and all of a sudden you start dismantling the things that make England, England. And I know that it all sounds very colonial and <laughs> uh, British Empire when we had a, a fine, oh, rose-tinted light. It's not that at all. But you start taking away one by one the landmarks and they just become buildings scattered up and down the country with no real meaning to them. That that used to be where the Queen lived. Well, we don't have a Queen, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. And if we got rid of it, then what would we have? There's literally nothing in this country for us to be proud of apart from the fact that we've got a royal family. And as you say, they're, they're not all great. There mm. are bad, <laughs> bad apples, as there are in all families. But it's all part of the history, and yeah, they, and they do an awful lot. It, the The monarchy and the royal family, yes, it could probably do with a bit of modernisation. Yes, and yes. I mean, for example, the uh, the state opening of Parliament the other week, where the Queen wasn't there. <laughs> Strangely, she wasn't. She was too ill to attend the state opening of Parliament. But the next day, she was at the <laughs> she was at the horse show, <laughs> smiling and waving. We've all pulled a sickie. I would not have wanted to be there for that. But um, Charles and Camilla went to, you know, on behalf of the Queen. And, and, and then the Crown was driven in a separate car to Parliament mm. representing the Queen. And that was a huge expense. And that kind of, you know, especially when Parliament, you know, the Queen's speech was... Well, it was supposed to be about how uh, the government is going to help people who can't afford to live. Uh, obviously, it wasn't. But but it, it did seem a little bit out of touch. So, yeah, maybe it could do with a bit of slimming down. But we don't want a royal family like some of the European countries where they where they are just normal people. Oh, there's the there's the king, you know, playing You're golf. right, George, how are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Go out for a pint of milk, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because 
the, the pomp and the circumstance of the Queen, you know, mm. opening Parliament with the ridiculous robes and the stupid crown. That that's part of the the reason why it works. That's part of the reason why the platinum jubilee celebrations. There's going to be loads of ridiculous things going on that people in any other country, if you did it in any other country. People would be like, what the hell? <laughs> but if you look at works. anything, I mean, the other week I was invited to uh, an operatic performance. It was a mm. Platinum Jubilee performance. And I, I mean, I love opera, so there you go. But lots of people would turn their nose up in that and say, mm. oh, opera, Ponce is for, you know, or just for the rich. Well, I live in a terrace house, love. I'm, I am not rich. <laughs> It's like opera. But I love I love the traditions that we've got. And I'll be the first to say we have got some very silly traditions in this country. <laughs> Morris dancing's one. Uh, yeah. I don't know why I find Morris dancing so fascinating whenever I see it. Because uh, certainly in this area, in the northwest of England, there are plenty of Morris dancing troops. And in summer, and they're actually quite entertaining. But you look at them and just drill it down. You've got people... Twatting about with wooden battens and bells and bits of rag, black faced up as crows and things. Yeah. And what the hell is all that? What is this about? In normal circumstances, you look at somebody who walks into the pub, what a twat. <laughs> but it's perfectly normal on a village green <laughs> yeah. with an accordion. But it's, these are the traditions. I know it, they, they look very silly on the face of it, but mm. take them away one by one and you erode our culture. And you've, this is the, the, the argument that I've got with a lot of things. It's all good and well saying when resign, resign, or get rid of them, abolish this, abolish that. What are you going to replace it with? And they never have anything coherent to replace it with. It's just get rid of that. Mm. Well, what system have you got in place? It's going to be better. Just let's just say tomorrow we abolish the monarchy. Your head of state would be Boris Johnson. Yes. Yeah. And nobody wants that. <laughs> you wouldn't have a say. And, and no, all of a no, sudden, exactly. immense power would be placed in the hands of one person. Now, the, the monarch is there as a buffer. If something, the Queen signs into law everything that is passed mm. through Parliament. She is the ultimate full stop. Yeah. It doesn't matter. There are 10 stages of Parliament and it gets to the Queen to sign off. She does have the power to turn around and say, fuck that sky high. <laughs> no way. She, I don't think she's ever exercised it. No. But she does have that power. If you abolish the monarchy, the prime minister becomes that. Well, it will be a president. president yeah. The president becomes that. And we've all seen what happens around the world. <laughs> And the president gets too much power. I only need to point to Russia and the USA. Mm -hmm. To the best of my knowledge, <laughs> we have had a somewhat shady past over the past 900 years, but um, over the past century, we have behaved a little bit more honorably. We have not On kicked off any... Scale, yes, yeah. we, we've given the countries back and it's been like losing at risk, really. <laughs> we, we've evolved as a nation, whereas other nations that don't <laughs> have a monarchy... Have just they've devolved into effectively dictatorships. Yeah, I mean the Trump administration forgot America. Sort yourselves out. That was not. It was a joke that got out of hand. And Russia's the same. President, nobody, nobody's there to stop and turn around and say no. Yeah. Enough now. Mummy's here. It's, it's, <laughs> so the the head of state as a monarch is there as that backstop, and that's another. That's just one more reason for me to to want to keep the monarchy. Yeah. Obviously, there's always going to be arguments on both sides. Mm. And it does see, you know, whenever something like this, you know, a jubilee or a, a royal wedding or anything like that comes up, it reawakens the uh, the swell of, oh, you know, isn't it about time we got rid of them kind of thing. But I don't think that anyone could 
give an example of how Britain would be better off. Without without them. No. And as you said, it, unless you could propose as an alternative that isn't a White House with Boris yeah. Johnson. <laughs> uh, or a Kremlin. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Equally likely. Mm. Uh, and she's just done so much. You know, she's she's been the Queen for 70 years through the 60s, the 70s. There's been... I, I don't need to list the decades. You know how... Uh, yeah, uh, the, I mean, the 1980s, uh, a decade that filled the gap between the 70s and the 90s. Well, yeah, frankly, yeah. In, in a way that no other decade could. No, no. The fish, I just can't see the 50s fitting in there. Well, they tried that for a while. Uh, 1952 tried to sneak in and it just it, it didn't. Well, that, that was quickly abolished. Uh, that was Thatcher. Bloody Thatcher. <laughs> oh, my God, I've just got 2.4 children in my head. <laughs> <laughs> but for anybody, regardless of whether you're the queen or whatever, to, to be in a job for 70 years and still be doing it when you're 96, you're... Kids are, well, some of the kids are out of control. Feral, yeah. <laughs> your husband of 70 odd years has, has just died and left you on your own and you're still working. The only reason why you can't go to work is because you've got a sore leg or because you've had COVID. Mm. <laughs> the entire country had 18 months at full pay. Yeah. She's not allowed a couple of weeks yeah. off. And even then, when she did have COVID, yes, she wasn't going out, but she was she was doing her. Uh, she was still doing Zoom stuff. Yeah, she was doing Zoom engagement. The Queen She's on 96. Zoom. <laughs> oh God, love the woman! I just also got ultimate noted. respect. Yeah, absolutely. Also, note that the Queen managed to be able to work Zoom, unlike everybody who I work with, who, despite doing it every day for oh, two years, God. still can't unmute themselves. Absolute respect for her. And I don't think there's many people who, regardless of what you think about the royal family, who don't respect the Queen for what she's done and what she continues to do. Well, Simon Exton, who's been on this podcast and who I do other podcasts with, Mm. is a staunch Republican. Yes. But even he has respect enough for them as human beings Mm. to, to not be, you know, when Prince Philip died and they were all on about, well, the abuse on God Almighty. Twitter, I'd, I'd machine gun all of you. <laughs> horrible, horrible people on Twitter. And they'll all come out again this weekend and, and they'll all be saying exactly the same thing. But the Jubilee year has tidied up a lot of things as well because there's uh, the Queen's just stepped in. She very rarely exercises her powers, mm. but she stepped in and said, right, this is happening, this is happening, we're going to do this. When I die, eventually, in another thousand <laughs> years, uh, um, Camilla will be Queen. She yeah. will not be... Uh, consort, she'll be Queen Camilla. It's a recognition that to me that they've got married for love. I mean, mm. it should have happened decades ago, really. And it was the the silly system that we had at the time and traditions. And, and again, I've no problem with that element being eroded. Marriage should always be for love. It should not be. Yeah. And you only need to look at William and Kate, or Bill and Kath, as they <laughs> would be if they were in the North. Uh, or... <laughs> Any other royal family around Europe? Yeah. All right, Bill. How you doing? How's the missus? Yeah, she's all right. Cracking ass. <laughs> but they're clearly a couple that they've got married for love. It's not. I mean, all right, there might have been a bit of money involved, but <laughs> but they clearly do actually. It's a it's a genuine marriage. It's not just there for show or because yeah. one's getting something out of it. Yeah, and that, I think that's something that the Queen's always been quite keen on because. 
that's what she did and it worked for her and yeah there was the recognition although Charles and Diana thing was a horrible horrible mess but yeah but she has sort of realized and yeah this is who Charles wants to be married with yeah. probably who he should have got married to in the first place so carry on keep up the good work but that's them passed through as you say to William and Kate you may not be a fan but Harry and Meghan I don't think there's any reason why Harry got married to Meghan Markle other than the fact that he really loves her. Oh, no, I think he married her for love with, without a shadow of a doubt. Let's just leave it there. <laughs> you know, we're not having this money-grabbing <laughs> money American divorcee coming over here, stealing our princes. No, uh, but, yeah, but the, those sort of values have, have sort of instilled all the way through their family, and that's because of the Queen. Yes. She's, she's a proper head of the family. But she's respected around the world. Yes. And she has done us a lot of good as a country around the world. Yes, she has. So, I will raise a glass to you, Miles. We will yes. both raise we, a glass to you. Well, we, we probably better go and get a, another Jubilee gin. Uh, oh, if you insist. <laughs> and we salute you, Your Majesty. Thank you for 70 years that we've... Well, we've been part of some of them, not all of them. Yes. Uh, but... Hopefully you'll be around for many more. At least here's to another seventy. Another seventy. The hundred and fortieth. Hooray! Nine Bob Note featured Paul Isles Rush and Ken Moss. Title music was by Mark Scheiman, and the programme was produced by Maverick Productions. For more information, please visit maverickproductionsuk.blogspot.com or find us on social media.